Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. Well, did you see classic EastEnders? There was a lot of hashtag rank, hashtag Froy action, wasn't there, Connor? Oh, yes, Emma. It was our favourite. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. A.K.A. Pat and Frank's affair reveal. I feel like this was very apt for our podcast, wasn't it? It was literally like one of the first lines that me and Emma got down for our jingle was, hope you all enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. So grab a drink. Come and join us here for coffee catch up. And speaking of the jingle, here it is. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Get out of my pub. You need a slapping den. You bitch. You cow. Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank! Stace! Please in the fridge. Sausage surprise! Hope, Hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. night. So, before we get into this, Emma, we should probably give a little bit of a mini catch-up. A bit of a mini recap, because, well, the affair itself... That was going on for like quite some time. So, <laughs> starting at began. the beginning. Yeah, it all began many, many years ago. No, we're three just hours start later. With... <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to start with Alicante, where Pat and Frank rediscovered each other's love for each other. Pat loves Alicante. It's on a suitcase. I mean, it is. She loves it. She loved it so much, didn't she? She loved it so much. She loved it so much. Just wants to go back to Alicante. Just wants to go back there. Just wants to be back with Frank. I mean, Alicante. (laughs) (laughs) But no, essentially what happened was they had a whirlwind romance on holiday, despite both of them already being in romances. Then they brought home. Frank wore a a bow tie and nothing else. And (laughs) Bob's your uncle. You've got a whole blown affair. I love it, though, because it's, like, so weird because, obviously, they were married previously. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, maybe you should have just not ended that, guys. Listen, Terry said it best in Spain. When he said nothing at all. <laughs> I mean, he should have kept his mouth shut because he was a terrible sexist pig. But other than that, um, he did also say that, you know, maybe there was something missing from Frank's first marriage, and that's why he went for Peggy. Little did he realise that Frank wasn't going with Peggy anymore. He, he was clearly missing so he could his latest marriage because he'd gone back to his original one. And then just before this reveal happens, Frank and Pat were going to leave, weren't they, Matt? They were going to do mm. a runner, moonlight flit, except they both chickened out after Pat basically said she couldn't do it. So, yeah. And that brings us all the way up to scratch. Here is Pat and Frank's affair. Woo! <laughs> it feels like an odd thing to say woo to. <laughs> <laughs> Just like little more. It was a romance! <laughs> it was, though. Pat and Frank were meant to be together. Oh, like, like it, it was so weird hearing like Peggy being called Mrs. Butcher, wasn't it? Because she's a Mitchell. So she is so a Mitchell. I think that's probably why they created this affair, because people just didn't like the idea of Peggy being a Mitchell, uh, not being a Mitchell and being a Butcher. Mm. It I just think, doesn't sit I think right. It's, it's just wrong, is it? It just doesn't sit right, her not being, like, Mrs. Mitchell. I think it's just odd. Well? Well? What do you have to say for yourself? 
<laughs> I mean, those are the words to kick this episode off, aren't they? Like, and I think that kind of sums up this entire episode. Well, what do you have to say for yourself, you two cheating people? Like, that is basically what happens. Um, of course, Frank nearly dies, doesn't he, Emma? <laughs> I mean, that was awkward. He's like, um, thinking... She's she's read the letter. She's read the letter. Yeah. We're not going anywhere anymore. I need I needed that destroyed. Oh no, it's just just about his credit card, really. I just loved it because she was like, "Did you find it odd that she goes? Well, I had to get a taxi there and a taxi back. Do you know how far away the cash and carry is? Well, how far away is it? Like how? Why wouldn't you just go to the Minute Mart or something or like you know somewhere close <laughs> by? I thought the cash and carry is only down the road. I didn't think it was like." Miles away. Yeah, because Ian mentions it all the time. Yeah. I feel it's like all, we love a new place. We love a new set. And now this has been a big thing for years, the cash and carry. We've never yeah. seen it. And I no, think it's about time when this new set's built that we see it. I feel like we need a cash and carry. Yeah, like I'm all for that. But I'm worried for the minute mark when that happens because I'm assuming... We might spend a bit more time there. Oh. Well, I mean, from all the spoilers, it seems like Honey's going to be busy anyway. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> oh, God. I hope That's for not. next time. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I, when we come back, <laughs> it's a, oh. a, you know, your usual roundup. I feel like, I feel like we're going to be a bit... Disturbed. Disturbed in many different ways. <laughs> a bit like how Peggy was disturbed. Because in this bit, that argument with the jobs worth behind the counter, that's left her shaken, hasn't it? <laughs> so shaken, in fact, she has to sit down, have a cup of tea, <laughs> leave Mel, who I love, because she comes in and she's like, Is any of you going to help me? I'm like running off my feet here. I'm running off my feet. There's so many people. Come help us, please. And it just gave me flashbacks to our fan fiction. Do you remember? We're like, every time our characters in it would have to, like, we bought the Vic, we're literally the new owners and everything. And then, then we just kept on giving it to Callum. We'd sit upstairs, we'd go out, we'd meet people. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing that, though. Sorry, we have more important things to do, Callum, than running this pub. You're going to run it. That was basically what was happening. <laughs> Hired him as a chef, he basically became the manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But don't worry, Emma. Frank will be right with Mel. Right after he sorted the mauled wine. Because, I mean, this is important stuff. This mauled wine. We hear a lot about this mauled wine throughout the episode. Where Peggy's like, but what about the mauled wine? And he's like, it's all right. I'll, I'll do it in a minute. I'll do it in a minute. I've just got to do something. Then he would just run off. Run off looking for who's stolen his letter. I love it. He's like, I will be with you. I will help you, Mel. Oh, thanks, Frank. After I found this letter that I'm probably not going to find, so this might take a while. This might take an entire episode, in fact. You crack on. <laughs> Mel still win. <laughs> Mel still behind the bars. She's a corpse. <laughs> Well, quite literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's that's what happened. She actually ran into the road because she went, oh, I still need Frank to help us. I'm running off my feet here. I know. Frank finally turns up and Mel's just <laughs> like, I'm 
free. <laughs> <laughs> Frank was driving the truck. <laughs> Don't worry, Mel, I'm here. I finally got the letter. <laughs> this whole episode, I mean, where to, where to go from here? I, I mean, even just the patrons in the bar was something else in this episode. We had Jim basically on his night off. I, I couldn't cope. There was too many characters now that are no longer either on the square or with us and i was so sad like you think mel gone jim gone frank gone peggy gone pat gone laura gone lucy gone stephen gone barry gone (laughs) janine not dead but left yeah probably come back at some point Oh, yeah, she's a reoccurrer here, isn't she? Dot? We love her. She's said she's not coming back, so would I class her on the list? Oh, I don't want to, Emma, because I just hold out hope that she's just going to come back. Little more. Can I, just, can I just say as well, you know, Dot, on the topic yeah. of Dot, how much younger does Dot look, like, in the past, in the future than the, the past? You know, the further you go back, yeah, she looks older the she further looks... you go back. <laughs> she looks older then than she does now. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But if you were to look at, like, say, Den and Angie's era, she'd look older then than she does in the Pat and Frank's affair era. It is the weirdest thing ever. She's, like, de-aging, like Benjamin Button. <laughs> oh, well, they were just such a set of iconic characters, and I was just like, oh. okay, you've left. Uh, they killed yeah. you off. Oh, you were killed off recently. You know, mm. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, there was a few less iconic characters as well, such as... Terry. Yes, yes. Terry, the misogynist. I almost dislike him as much as I do Carol. Really? Um, Yes, almost. Because I always found it, even as a child, very strange that he basically was in a relationship with Janine, who was like... that's just wrong. Like a teenager. I did love it because when Terry, like, reveals his guy as well, like, I had no idea who that was meant to be either. Really? I was like, oh, that looks like Frank. This year, I I feel like I'm in the same boat as Peggy. I had no idea who it was. I thought, I mean, she also says that he looks like the person who cleans the um, toilets on Turpin Road. But like, I was just like, is that meant to be Frank? Why has he got so much facial hair on him? Well, I was confused with the um, one Barry made. Yes! I thought... (laughs) Pat. I thought it was Pat. So did I. I was like, since when does Queen Victoria have like, platinum blonde hair I was like she had grey hair like in everything yeah I thought it was Pat and then Peggy thought it was her and I was like no it's definitely Pat and then they were like no it's Queen it's Queen Victoria I was like no it's Pat that is Pat that's Pat it's even wearing Pat's clothes it's it, Pat they were clearly doing that for the whole Pat and Frank thing weren't they yeah 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 it so is that is definitely Pat I refuse to accept that that is Queen Victoria that is oh, Pat uh-huh. That's Pat. These guys started a whole flipping discussion, didn't they, really, with that? <laughs> they did. They did. And there then some debates. And then you've got Lucy, Stephen and Peter there. <laughs> and they've got, what, Pikachu, Bart Simpson and another one. <laughs> and a doll. <laughs> That's kind of how I just, I was like, right, so I've got two characters that I can definitely recognise. The other one is some sort of ballerina fairy. Um, with a face 
like papered onto her. <laughs> like it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know there were kids, but let's be real. I think Barry probably should have won that guy competition. Yeah, I felt quite bad for him actually because I was like, yeah, he really wanted to win as well. He but really wanted to win that, Emma. You knew that they would just give it to the kids because that's what happens. Like they always yeah. win because they don't want them to cry. Yeah, and I just feel like they should have said, "Yes, you've won." And then once they had left, they go, "Okay, now the real winner, Barry. That's you." Yeah, you get the champagne, love. Yeah, yeah, that's what they should have done. Like to me. As well, I just thought it was so funny when you watched Barry like acting like a kid going, come on, Pat, come on, see, come on, I've done this guy and I really want to win the competition. You've got to come tonight, Pat. And I was just like, Barry, you're like a 40-year-old man. And then I loved it because then he took it to a whole different level of being a child because he does that thing that all kids do, which is rummage through things that they shouldn't. And yeah. like he's like rummaging through like what is essentially... Roy and Pat's cupboard. It's not his. He may live there as a guest, but that isn't actually his house. And so he's rummaging through the cupboard like there's no tomorrow and then finds a suitcase with, as we've already talked about, I heart Alicante. Well, <laughs> it is a lovely place. I mean, it's a lovely place. Uh, it's so lovely even that <laughs> me and Alicante have a special relationship, Emma. You see, Every now and again, I like to put on some red lingerie from Second Honeymoon and maybe have a little bit of a fling with the country, Alicante. How, you may ask, that is possible? I can't explain that. It's just love. It's just romance. I just love it because... I love the show. Actually I actually love... it to a... Ooh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just see the fly attacking Emma. This is fly like... having windows open i <laughs> know this is why i hate the summer <laughs> bring the winter <laughs> kill the flies <laughs> that's dermot that he sent this fly after yama that's because i've made fun of it yeah. <laughs> that was awful i didn't like that <laughs> i opened seriously i opened the door for two minutes and i was like oh Jeez. no i can hear a buzzing come straight through and i was like right now i need to try and yeah. get it out couldn't find it. Oh, lo and behold, here it is. In the room with her. That's it's just It's like a horror mean. film. It's gone it's now. It's going to be like a horror film. Like, her, you know, when like the person's like creeping around the house trying to find the murderer and actually the murderer's just buzzing above your head. It's like... <laughs> but that awful thing, it's like, well, I'll leave the windows open and it might go out. But then you're like, but if I leave the windows open, more might more come in. in. <laughs> so I'm like, I, don't, I can't win. <laughs> it's a lose-lose for me right now. Yeah, you're trapped. I can hear it. Where is it? Can you can you see it? Uh, not not at the minute. I love how this has become from. It's gone from like eight twenties uh, coffee catch up to Connor trying to catch the fly. Um, it's like when you had that spider. God, don't even with that spider. That spider was horrendous. <laughs> I can hear it. I don't know if it's picking up on the... It's picking up on my headphones. I don't know if it is on the microphone. I don't think I'm picking it up. It's close, that means. It's close. It's close. I love it. It's like... It's actually doing it hard for me. He's close. <laughs> I can sense it. 
Anyway, back to Second Honeymoon. Love oh, yeah, that. back to Second Honeymoon. I love the um, shop. I love that it came out and it was like Second Honeymoon. Like a big hint, like, oh, this it. is the second time me and Frank have been together. I mean, can I just say I've never heard of that shop. No, I've never heard of it either. Is it like Walford's version of Anne Summers? I think so. I think so, okay. yeah. <laughs> like a very tacky Anne Summers from the, the look of it. Mm. Um, can I just say, what did you think of Barry not only just going through and finding that suitcase, but then deciding he was going to open Pat's suitcase? Yep. And rummage through all that things. And rummage through second honeymoon. (laughs) If I saw a bag that said second honeymoon, I would be, ah! (laughs) I don't, like, I could never do that. I didn't even look at my mum's purse. If she goes, can you just get my wallet out? I'm like, I can't. Yes. I can't. That's your things. (laughs) Like, that's weird, isn't it? That's like me, because it's like, no, that's like, you know, that's yours. That's your stuff. It's your stuff. It's like, it's like, my partner goes, I'll just grab it out of my uh, wallet. And I'm like, I can't touch that. That's your your wallet. And it also just got like 90s and stuff. She's got like 90s. You can see silky 90s inside of her suitcase. And he's like, let's be honest. If you saw a suitcase, what did what do you think automatically is in there? Oh, well, they're clearly going on holiday. It'll be like your bavers and yeah. you know, stuff like that. Things like that. So why would you look in? Surely it's I just find it so weird. I know that he didn't know that she was going anywhere, but I just then lies and says it's a surprise. But if you saw the yeah. suitcase, you would just go, oh, are you planning to go away? Oh, house to myself. No, not Barry. I must have a look in. <laughs> well, I have a theory, Emma. Now, I know I can be a bit of a serial shipper, but I have a theory. Oh, oh. Barry liked what he saw. Oh, oh. <laughs> he liked a bit of Pat. It was the smiley did. He went, blimey. <laughs> and then like looked at Pat and I was like, oh. Hashtag bat. <laughs> Imagine hashtag bat. <laughs> oh, parry. <laughs> he looked way oh. too impressed. It was weird. And the fact Very he thought weird. he could go and have a look at the stuff in there does give those vibes, doesn't it? Like, there was a bit more to that relationship. Something strange there. Something strange there. Something He's hot strange for a in the neighbourhood. <laughs> Who are you going to call? E20. That's right. <laughs> if there's a weird relationship in your soap, who are you going to call? E20. <laughs> Well, I mean, Pat struggles to try and justify this, but I think she did quite a good job lying on her feet. Um, She was like, well, I was going to take your dad somewhere on holiday, but then it fell through at the last minute. Like, literally, like, how did it fall through in the last minute? Like, where were you going that could be like, right, sorry, all flights are cancelled now. All flights are cancelled. There's no no fine to wherever you're going. Alicante's off limits. I was going to say, it's as if. Pat predicted 2020. I think it, I think it's true. Yeah, that must have been what happened. Emma, COVID must have struck, and then she's like, "Well, Barry, we were going to go on holiday, but unfortunately, all the new regulations that quarantine us stopped us from going abroad. So for that reason, we couldn't. And my, I had to waste all of that money on second honeymoon. My holiday, it's in the red zone, you know. Yeah. So we've got this amber 
and then green, but wearing red. So that means, yeah, getting it, Barry, getting it. So yeah, that's the future. 2020, you'll be rating your holidays like this. So you're probably more likely to stay local. <laughs> yeah, probably just going to stay in your house. <laughs> Imagine if Pat's like, but don't worry, Barry, I've got another idea. Hear me out. Sexy camping in the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> I think Barry would like a bit of lockdown with Pat. Oh, I'm sure he would. <laughs> but, like we've already said, Barry's, Barry will keep this secret, but Pat has to come see him win this competition. He's worked very hard on Queen Victoria, even though it doesn't look like Queen Victoria, it looks like Pat. He's worked very hard on her. So, he wants her to come along. He loves Pat so much that he's created that of her, but he's scared to tell her, so he's just like, that's Queen Victoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, when you were like a kid and you'd write like a Valentine's card for someone, and you're like, I can't send that to them now because I'll be too scared to. I'll just put from your secret admirer. <laughs> that's what he wanted to do, but obviously she, she'd already known that he was the one who made the guy. He was planning on leaving outside of our room. <laughs> he's actually made a Barry one. Yeah. <laughs> it should be like, E, who's made this? Where she opens the door. <laughs> he too wearing a little bow tie. <laughs> or better yet, he just comes dressed in sex stuff from Second Honeymoon. <laughs> she finds his suitcase. <laughs> I love Portugal. Yeah. She's just like, blimey. <laughs> and where are you going, sure. Barry? Takes everything yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so we travel back to the pub now. Because we have to talk about something very important. And that is, Dot does not approve of renewals of vows. <laughs> I mean, I just love that she's doing this bitching, right? Like, and she's inches, I'm not even talking, inches away from Peggy. Yeah. Peggy is like on the bar serving and Dot's like, who would renew their vows? <laughs> who would renew them? She's like, that's such a stupid idea. Peggy's just sat in the corner crying. <laughs> I absolutely love that. But it's actually about any TV show in general, really. Yeah. They're always talking about something really private most of the time. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a person on the table right next to where they're talking. Or there'll be someone just at the other side of the door. They don't hear a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it is about the TV world where that's, that works, but it does. <laughs> it's magical. I, I just love it. And then, I mean, as if that wasn't a, a, a great enough side story where we get that little revelation that Dot hates renewals. We then cut to my personal favourite character... It's only Victorian street urchin, little more. No, Mr. Butcher. Course, Mr. Butcher. Shine your shoes, Mr. Butcher. Like, I was like, what is happening to little more's eyes? I was so confused, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why was little more calling them Mr. and Mrs. Butcher? Why? Why did Frank say to her, you've done nothing wrong. Good girl. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, she was giving us like street urchin vibes, you know, like, um, 
shine your shoes for a penny farthing, sir. Like, that was literally what I was saying. It was like, no, Mr. Butcher, don't remember a letter, Mr. Butcher. Are you okay about the work, Mr. Butcher? I did what Mrs. Butcher said. I was like, what has happened? She's going to break in a song. Consider yourself. I can't. (laughs) I like I went for totally different lines there. I love that. <laughs> Consider yourself a one of the family. She's very Dickensian, wasn't she? In that scene, very Dickensian. Very Dickensian. Yeah. Had to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> I half expected that this turn into a musical. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvie's at the back going. Mother always said I... she could have been a star. <laughs> finds out from little more disney she doesn't have the letter no now the next well, logical step would so probably be thinks, to stay there so she thinks she doesn't have the letter yeah she thinks she doesn't no mr butcher don't have the letter sir <laughs> like <laughs> she thinks she why is have it one letter. of those really old films yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like okay governor and then yeah. off we go. <laughs> but actually, now where are you off to? Fenchurch, no problem. <laughs> but they're really played by Americans. Good <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> morning to you, old lad. Like, yeah, they see, it's like the Americans' version of what English people are, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like um, in films where they're like, "We're going to England," and everyone's like, "Top of the morning, oh, the top of the morning." That's Irish. <laughs> Send it to us. Send it to They're like. Crumpets and tea, sir. Shine your shoes, sir. Like, that is, like, what their interpretation of us is. And the way she acts was weird. It was like, she was so scared. She's like, look, girl. She was so scared of Mr. Butcher. Sorry, Mr. Butcher. She's, like, looking to the ground as well. She's like, sorry, Mr. Butcher. Please, sir, <laughs> could I have some more? Yes. More. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you say as well. She was, like, looking down the floor, clutching her hands. Sorry, Mr. Butcher. I didn't mean to do it. You're not impressed by my work, Mr. Butcher. I was just saying... I'll, stay, I'll still get paid, won't I, Mr. Butcher? <laughs> Please, not the whip, Mr. Butcher. I swear I'll do better next time. I only did what Mrs. Butcher said. Like, it's like that, isn't it? Frank's just as disturbed by this routine as I think we are, because he's like, no, no, don't worry. Just calm down. Then he goes, good girl. Oh, oh I did not like it. I did not oh. like it. <laughs> Frank Strange in them, yes, wasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) So, some more doesn't think she has a letter. So naturally, Emma, when you can't find something, what's your next move? Do you, A, stay in the location that you had previously seen it and do a thorough search? Mm Mm-hmm. Or do you be run wildly around the entire square, spending all your time trying to figure out who stole it? Well, sometimes I go with C, which is say I can't find it and then it magically appears when my mum looks in exactly the same place that I've looked. Yeah. But if I was going to pick, I think I would personally pick A, but the natural option just seems to be B. I mean, it is, isn't it? You have to do that. 
You have to do that. It's B. Easily. Um, <laughs> next scene for me that really topped it off. There's work to be done. Frank basically just sets Peggy to work as if she's like some sort of like maid or something. He's like, listen, Peggy, there's work to be done. Get behind that bar. I'll start the mulled wine. He had to send Peggy off to work because good old little Mo, well, she had finished her shift, hadn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's off down the Turpin Road to try and make a bob, a quick bob on the street like the other ladies of the night. <laughs> this whole episode revolves around this ridiculous like search for the letter frank goes to the only person you can trust the only person you can trust in that square to tell you the truth isn't that right emma never never has this person ever <laughs> lied never, never ever never has this person given you reason or cause to doubt their integrity absolutely oh my god <laughs> <laughs> why am i screaming it's a fly <laughs> Go away. guys i wish you could see this right it's that's it emma's literally ducking and dodging <laughs> like ducking and weaving as <laughs> this fly is just bombarding now it's coming to me face isn't it it's like coming to my eye yeah. right that's it's it. like it, it's a very angry fly that that's a very angry fly I will beat you, fly. <laughs> Could you go get that fly? You're clearly chasing. Thanks. She's chasing it. Good. Evie, the uh, podcast uh, mascot to the rescue. Right, Evie's on the case. I'm sorted. Sorry for the chaos yet again this week. That's <laughs> life working from home. <laughs> it's just the struggles of COVID, isn't it? Um. So where was I? Oh, yes, the most trustworthy person on the square. The person with all the integrity. The person you can turn to in any time you are in trouble or in need. Well, it's only Janine Butcher. Obviously. I mean, that's who he trusts to tell him the truth. Wouldn't you? I mean, what has she done wrong? <laughs> oh, she's so young in this as well. I forgot how young she was. And the fashion. Oh, wow, the fashion and the hair. Fashion. Oh, the hair. Oh. That hair. That do you know what she looked like? Do you remember every single nineties like girl band always had that one say. person in the band? The edgy that had one. That, yeah. The strange hair. Where it was kind of like it was up, but it wasn't tied up. Yeah. It was sort of like messily knotted together. So spikes of it was like sticking out. And they always had the sticks in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. And they always had a, a different colour going through it. It was weird. It was a very strange haircut. It was, it was, but it was fashion back then. It was fashion. It was. It was the fashion. It was the fashion. And Janine, you could trust with anything, including what to wear. I mean, she was just ahead of her game. And so Janine puts all the blame on Phil, doesn't she? Um, and that leads Frank to basically leaving the contents of a bin all over peggy's kitchen floor that annoyed me i was like you've went round the entire place asking for this letter so everyone now yeah. knows about it really you've now tipped over the bin and just not yeah. even put the rubbish back and left it an absolute tip making it even more obvious that it's something that you need to hide mm -hmm. and <laughs> do you know Fine. what emma the absolute pinnacle of this is 
the mulled wine is still not ready. I mean, when is this mulled wine going to be done, Emma? That's the real question. That's what we all want to know. Well, she had to put up a sign saying no mulled wine, so I mean... I mean, shocking. Absolutely shocking. And, like, what what era are we living in when you can't even get a mulled wine? What what era are we living in, Emma? What has COVID done to the world? <sighs> no one got their mulled wine that night. That, but that you was, know what the, that when was the biggest... Downstairs, that was the biggest drama. It wasn't the affair. It wasn't the slap. It wasn't the letter. There was no mulled wine. It's all right, Emma. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get over it. We'll get over it. Despite the fact that everyone was devastated they're not going to get mulled wine, there was one person whose face lit up the minute Frank came down them stairs and got behind that bar. It was Roy. Roy! <laughs> it was. Frank was ecstatic when he called Roy his Roy's name out. Didn't I know. He? Did you like, see the sexual Roy? tension when they were when he was ordering a drink and they were like smiling at each other and hashtag rank, hashtag Roy. I'm I'm telling you, it's it's real. It's, it's real. real. Hashtag rank is real. But then I love Frank and Pat because they don't even like act subtly in this moment, do they? No. Because then Frank, <laughs> like, gets his coat on again, leaves Peggy to not only clean up the kitchen, um, but also to work behind the bar, um, and he's decided she's being nominated to do the judging of the guy competition, which I don't think's the best idea because you couldn't even tell that one guy was her husband, and in fact described him as looking like a dictator. So. Yeah, that's quite quite an interesting choice of judge for a guy competition. Um, and he just goes to leg it, but not before he tells Pat something. You're trying to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you accusing Pat of something? Because I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think she's the kind of person who'd kill kill you. I think Roy might run you over, but Pat no. <laughs> well, Roy has previous. I mean, it does, yeah. You know what I loved about the logic of Frank? So mm-hmm. he's pretty much told everyone about the letter. He's thrown rubbish all over the place. He spoke yeah. to Janine and thought, ah, you give good advice. Who next mm. would you go to? And how would you think this would pan out? Why would you go to Phil and think, <coughs> oh, Phil's not going to tell Peggy anything. Phil's <coughs> going to help me out. He is that kind of guy and also when frank goes to see phil he says does he always take this long in the bath so i need i I need answers how long was phil in the bath how long was frank there because does frank have really short baths did phil take a really long bath and frank was there the whole time and then it just just reminded me (laughs) it reminded me of that pat scene a few weeks ago where we were like how long was the bath well, we were like, wait, she said she was going to fill a bath and then she just she just literally came out of there like completely as if she's been bathed and changed and everything <laughs> in five seconds. <laughs> Maybe it's because he's so used to Patricia's baths that True. he's not used to Phil's, which Phil might take, you know, like four hours. So Frank's just sat there going, any chance of a drink, uh, Lisa? <laughs> any chance of a drink? Who goes to someone's house and asks? The first thing they ask is, could I have a... Can I get drunk? Can I get drunk in your house? I love it. It's not like, 
um, the, the person hosting you goes, would you like a drink? It's you. Uh, so you're yeah. not going to give me a drink here. Like, I've invaded your night. Like, come on. <laughs> well, better yet. Like, if you're going to ask for a drink, which is already a little bit rude, but <laughs> if you're going to already ask for a drink, you probably should ask for water. Yeah. Tea. Coffee. Orange juice. Or some other kind of juice. Oh, I really need a drink. Have you got any water? That's perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. Don't say, oh, could I have a pint of vodka, please? I want to get hammered. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, I did love it because then Lisa was like, no, sorry, we don't keep any drink in the house. I was like, oh, God, she's not gone all little more Victorian era, has she, as well? I was like, what is with this? <laughs> sorry, sir, don't have any drink available. It's because the master of the house can't abide the beverage. I was like, I love how everyone just turns into that around Frank. <gasps> Maybe it's like him, yeah? Maybe he turns people into Victorian street urchins. Makes sense now, Emma. Well done. Well done. You figured it out. Not a solved mystery. No, sir, but I can give you some water. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. Yeah. There's no drink available, sir. Master doesn't allow it. Master says he'll lie in my hands if I bring it indoors. Why is that so dobby? Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 Phil's only drinking cranberry juice these days. Yes, yeah. I was just like, I love that. I love that. Fancy some fancy glass of cranberry juice. That's not like my go-to drink, is it? You no. know, like if if you're gonna have anything, you would be like, I'll have a glass of cranberry <laughs> juice. I mean, on the levels of the juices, you would start with an orange juice. You would an orange. You can always trust an orange. You juice. can always trust an orange juice. Now an apple. Yeah. Juice. Feeling slightly oh. adventurous. Ho ho ho. Oh, a little bit risky there, Emma. That's a bit risky, the apple juice. <laughs> but if you want in a dilute juice, again, you would go with the raspberries, the summer fruits, the oranges, yes. you know, I don't know. It depends on which fruit drink you're after. Yes. Nowhere on either lists do I go, ooh, cranberry. It tastes all right when you're drinking it. And it has this really strange aftertaste. After? Yeah, it mm -hmm. is. It's weird, isn't it? Strange. I love how this has turned into like a um, a juice connoisseur discussion. Like, well, <laughs> orange juice, not the dilute kind, Tropicana. Let's Ooh. talk about Tropicana's orange juice. That's some good not stuff. With not, not with bits. No, no, no. Not with the bits. Only people who are Satanists, in my opinion, drink with the bits. <laughs> I think there's something definitely spiritually, mentally, physically wrong with those people. Whilst Frank is having a cranberry juice around Phil's, Little Moore has something to tell. Mrs. Butcher! Mrs. Butcher! I found what... what I was all in a tease. I was all in a tease. I was like, sorry, who are you, Moore? Who is this person? I was all in a tease and I couldn't remember where I put it. But now I found it. It was in my apron, you see? And I was just like, oh, my God. She's found the letter. After all that, oh, she's, she's found, found the letter. letter. Oh, fabulous. Oh, I don't know where yeah. I'm going. I'm like Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> she's found the letter and she decides, because it's got Mrs. Butcher's name on it, she's going to hand it over to Peggy. I love that Peggy's like, can you just, I wish you would just call me Peggy like everyone else. <laughs> she's like, what's happened to you, little Mo? Have you had some sort of 
serious head trauma. Why are you talking like a street urchin? Well, yeah, because she stops doing it. Like at the the end, no, well, not the end, but like after the whole yeah. slap and everything, and when they're talking outside, she stops with the strange accent. Yeah, she's so normal again. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but you know what? Peggy's facing a lot of problems. She's short-staffed. I mean, we faced that in our fan fiction oh, quite a lot. Did, it yeah. was very bad. Short very staff bad. because Literally we didn't... just Callum working. Yeah, we didn't turn up. That's why it was short staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get the staff back to the letter. It's very, very important, this letter. It's very enticing, in fact. Pat just... She can't take her eyes off that letter. Oh, she can't. She wants to open... She wants to open that envelope... Some people are addicted to substances. Some people are addicted to eating cat hair. But Pat, she's addicted to opening other people's mail. <laughs> Q trying to steal Peggy's letter. <laughs> she would have gone so well with Jean recently when Jean was opening stuff from went from the bin uh, as well. I mean, she took it to a whole new level. I mean, she did, didn't she? Yeah. She went through all of the bins. Could have had a lovely little the... chat, couldn't they? About how they love to open yeah. other people's... Oh, could have. Could have. Think of all the stories they could have had together. That's lovely. Them helping each other through their addictions. <laughs> I just loved it because it was so funny. She starts to say crazy. It's almost as good as Frank's like running around the square craziness. She starts her own crazy mission to try and get this letter away from Peggy, um, which involves volunteering Natalie... To carry the carry the food around, like <laughs> that she's just offered to help with. You know, I love it because it's like those things, isn't it? Where you know someone says, "Oh, I don't mind giving you a hand," then volunteers someone else. Oh yeah. Like my grandma does that all the time. My grandma does that with my granddad all the time. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. We we'll sort that out. We'll sort that out, Stuart. That's my granddad. Stuart, sort the beds out. You make them the cupper. Yeah, like that's everyone's saying. Do you fancy a couple of boys? Stuart, put the kettle on. Yeah, it's that. That was what it was oh, like. Oh, they'll go, yes, yes. No, 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 no worries. Emma, can you just keep, go and help them? That's yeah, the, that's the real word. didn't. What? That's a fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my grandma's taken it to a whole different level. She now volunteers my fiance for things. So oh, she even goes, better. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Ross will drive you. Doesn't ask him or anything. She just says that to them. <laughs> I just, I just loved it because she's like, it's what I can do for you, Peggy. I'm going to come around there and help you. And Peggy's like, no, just hand the sandwiches out, please. And she's like, Natalie, hand these sandwiches out. She's, only, she's like, Natalie herself goes, I've only just got here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got important things to do. I've got to open up people's envelopes around yeah, here. Yeah. I've got to save them a job. I've, I open like, it. It's more what I can do for you, Peggy. I'm going to open that letter so you don't have to. <laughs> Maybe she could actually offer to read other people's letters to them. You know, like on um, I'm a Celebrity, where they all cry when they get yes. the letters from home. It's it's Pat reading letters to people. Yeah, it's just that's her goal. That is her, goal, her goal, isn't it? I mean, I don't know that I'm a Celebrity is going to be the same this year when like it's in a Welsh castle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, don't know. I, I don't know about the dangers that they're gonna face. I don't really think it's the same. <laughs> Do you not feel like this year's gonna be Big Brother mixed with most haunted? Yes. 
because they advertised the castle as haunted. So I was like, okay, so we're going to have, you know, like a psychic or someone, you know, not not Der- Derek Akura, but the other one used to Well, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yes, obviously. <laughs> the other one, you know, he was like a genteel medium. He was like a, a very, very like nice and friendly, a friendly medium. And he was like, I'm coming in here and I'm getting, getting energies. Getting energies. A, a little boy here. And he would draw it. He would draw down what he sees. That's that's the, the psychic I imagine they would hire for this show. Uh, anyway, back to senders. <laughs> we often go off track. We always um, do. I just loved it because for all of Pat's just wanting to give Peggy a hand so that she could get her hands on that letter, she instead gives Peggy the chance to read the letter. Peggy's like, oh, that's great, Pat. Yeah, you get yourself away, love. You you do the drinks for us and I'll go read this letter. Oh, you've gave me some time to go and put my feet up and finally read this letter. Oh. Meanwhile, <laughs> Frank has accidentally confessed to Phil, hasn't he? I love that. Because, I mean, out of everyone, as I said, why, why Phil? And Phil knows how to play this game. He doesn't want Frank and his mum together. So he's like, well. Exactly. I know, I'm going to play uh, at your own game here and you're going to end up confessing whatever it is you think I have. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what he does. He tells Phil everything. How him and Pat were going to run off together. How it was a pork pie that he told Phil about the other day. I love that. <laughs> Throw a little bit of company slang in every sentence. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, you know, fancy a shoe shining, governor. But it was, you know, it was nice. It was nice and authentic. <laughs> Um, and then all of a sudden, Phil, I need you. Oh, right, Stace. <laughs> it was literally you. like that. It was like, Phil, I need you here. Oh, fanfic was just a rip off of everything. It was, I love it. Um, <laughs> so Peggy's read the letter. <laughs> and according to Frank, Little Moore is a. Stupid girl. Did you hear what he said to her? I was he like, was like, you've probably ruined my entire life. I no, like, Frank, you did when you wrote the letter. Yeah, it had an affair. Also, <laughs> how far back are we talking? Like, how much of your life are you going to pass the book to move for? <laughs> like, <laughs> when I was 12, you... because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I ran over Tiffany because of you. She's like, I wasn't even here, Mr. Butcher. <laughs> I was back with my Lenten. <laughs> I'm actually from 1882. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Butcher. I was just going down the mines when I accidentally pushed <laughs> Tiffany into the road. Like, I just love the idea that little more actually is the reason for all of Frank's problems. I love that. Like, imagine. Our actual job as a time traveller is to just follow Frank to different... <laughs> Which yeah, always, keeps, lives. always keeps her accent. Always. So rather always. than a, rather than a fairy godmother, she follows them around and just causes them havoc. Yes. Havoc. <laughs> she causes them havoc. <laughs> from Redwater would say. <laughs> I just loved it. I just loved it. <laughs> Mr. Butcher, I swear I didn't spike yours and Patricia's drinks with something that would make you fall back in love with each other. No, sir. (laughs) I'm just Cupid. That's all I am, Mr. Butcher. I just just like to draw you back together. 
<laughs> You've probably ruined the whole of my life. I was like, that is so extra. I Frank. wanted to be with Roy, but because of <laughs> you. <laughs> well, Mr. Butcher, I was going to make it so you and Roy got together, but I couldn't, could I, sir? Because you and Pat were already doing the Alicante. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the devil on his shoulder, isn't she? Yeah. A little Dickensian devil on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Oh, Butcher, now's your chance. <laughs> oh, he's getting up to mischief. Oh, do you remember that time when she pushed Laura down the stairs? Ian just suddenly appears and you've probably ruined the whole of my life. Kill my daughter. <laughs> Everyone just starts blaming Little Mo for all their life problems. <laughs> I was thinking maybe Little Mo's actually been here the whole time. And she's just, just been. Yeah, she's been the evil spirit that causes all the dramas. How amazing. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one that produced Dark Martin. <gasps> Never think of her for that. She's probably ruined the whole of our life. So Peggy's apparently having kittens upstairs. Ooh. Peggy's having kittens upstairs. I just thought, let's hope it's not one called Lady, and oh. uh, <laughs> you know it becomes all side story like Kieran's and Redwater. Yeah, yeah. Iconic that was. But Peggy, she's not ready to let everyone know that, so she puts on a bit of a show, doesn't she? she puts on a bit of a Sylvie show. She could be a star. <laughs> 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 she comes downstairs she can't disappoint Barry it's time to judge them guys so Terry's she can't really give him the win um, and he stole his that was not exactly. his I, it's not Terry I feel sorry for in this situation no Emma my first thought when she said about the guy not winning because he didn't think it looked like Frank was that poor man who cleans the toilets down Turban Road must have a heck of a life being being constantly, constantly mistook for a dictator. Can you imagine? Just scrub the toilets and all someone goes, my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I know. I know. I know. Happens to us all the time. Tell you what, for Halloween, he's got the perfect outfit. Got the perfect outfit for Halloween, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he does, to be fair. <laughs> he doesn't have to do much work. No, no, nah, nah. <laughs> He wins all the Halloween competitions. And Barry as well, despite his Queen Victoria, looking nothing like Queen Victoria, Peggy was almost tempted to give him the win. But she can't burn Queen Victoria because that's high treason. The Beals win the guy competition. I know, I, mean, I know, it's a travesty, guys. I'm Barry should have won. Happy Barry technically should have won, and they should have just pretended the kids won, gave them their sweets, moved on, and then went right. The real competition, Terry, yours is stolen and terrible. It goes <laughs> to you, Barry, because not many people entered. Let's be honest. But yeah, there was only like the kids and Barry. <laughs> Terry at the last minute when he stole that. <laughs> Barry made his while Terry didn't. So it's like, wow. So the only person who really ended today is Barry. Yeah. But don't worry, Emma. 
Because once the guy competition's over, the fireworks, well, they're just about to begin, aren't they? Oh. And it's time, as Peggy says best, for a joint entry into a Lifetime Achievement Award. And it's for a lifetime of irresponsibility, deceit, and plain old-fashioned wickedness. Well, I never knew that was an entry, uh, a, a nomination, <laughs> you know, you know, in the Lifetime Achievement Awards. I never knew, like, you've got, like, for all your hard work, looking after the poor. How much more exciting would award shows be, though, with that? <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. For the Lifetime Achievement Award for deceit, who <laughs> <or> to? <laughs> achievement award for good old-fashioned plain wickedness well that goes straight to (laughs) (laughs) and deceit well we all know who's gonna win it this year the same person every Every year year. you've got a hat trick here well done you it's that bitch carol (laughs) jackson Surely, out of every award show, the Soap Awards could get away with it, like um, Lifetime Achievement for like the characters' deceit or something like that. Yeah, I think so. That yeah. would be so good. There's so many characters that have deceived others that could definitely win this year. Yeah. I mean, I loved it as well, because Peggy then continues by saying, well, she pulls out the letter from her bra, which was just everything, by the way. Did you love that? Like, <laughs> I creased. She goes, Frank doesn't often write to me. And I was like, well, why would he? He lives with you. Exactly. Odd if he was like... Austin Letters. <laughs> Dear Peggy, just to remind you, gone out shopping. I know you're with me, but I thought this letter would be nice. <laughs> Instead of texting, just... Yeah. I'll write her a letter and post that, see if it gets to her in time. Oh, did you what get me next? letter, Peggy? No. Oh, right, I got back before it. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Pat could have opened it for you. He's just got his own pigeon. He's just like, right, just stick that in there. Away with you. Little As Mo the crow sets flies, it off. May this, may this get to Peggy in time. Little <laughs> Mo goes, okay, Mr. Butcher, I'll do that <laughs> for you. <laughs> She's like the post boy. Right, I want you to go down. You're like on Scrooge when he has, he gives the kid like all the money and like, um, it gives him like a note of what he needs, he wants, he wants them to get. So, right, want you to tell my wife Peggy I'm leaving her for Pat Trish, Patricia Butcher. Um, I love that, and she's like, "All right, sir, off I go." <laughs> Just start skipping down the road. I can see um, a little more rather than newspapers. She sends out letters. Yeah, like she carries scrolls. And she opens a scroll and she's yeah. like, to Mrs. Butcher from Mr. Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lovely evening. Does scroll again <laughs> after the next one. <laughs> right. Hello, Mrs. Evans from Mr. Evans. Apparently he wants to leave you for Mr. Butcher. Okay, have a lovely evening. And then she's like, what was it again? Mrs. Butcher. Declaration from Mr. Butcher. What do you think of this new David Attenborough documentary you're watching with? Mr. Butcher to Mrs. Butcher 
I'm enjoying it very much, thank you. What about you? <laughs> oh, I just love that. Just, I just From... imagine a little moon in like a flat cap as well, like a little flat Same. cap and like peasant clothes. I'm seeing like dungaree style. Yes. The flat cap, the big yes. bag, the big bag yeah. with all the scrolls raggedy in. Raggedy coat, like a raggedy jacket. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I just loved Little Mo as a Dickensian, like, street, street urchin. urchin. I love it. Just love Absolutely it. perfect. I wonder if she knows Patches. <gasps> you know Danny Akura's uh, spirit guide? I wonder if she knows him. Yeah, I wonder too. I wonder. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'll, ask, so, I'll ask Sharon Field it for you. So you'll ask Sharon. Ask Thanks, Sharon. Emma. Yeah. Just, just wondering. Um, so Peggy reads out Frank's letter. <laughs> which I think the best part is where she almost spits. I could never stop myself loving Pat. <laughs> and then Roy's face, heartbroken. Oh, heartbroken. Absolutely heartbroken. You think you're led to believe it's because of Pat, but we all know mm. it's because there's no more. Hashtag rank, hashtag Roy. <laughs> and I mean, Peggy said it herself, Never underestimate Frank's capacity to make a cock up of things. <laughs> I mean, in that moment, you could just hear the tears falling from Roy's face. He was always making a cock up of things for him. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's left him. He's left him for Pat. It's so devastating. But don't worry, Roy, because Peggy's got some prizes to deliver, doesn't she? Oh, she does. (laughs) Have one of the earrings you don't like from Pat. Yeah, she literally swats her. (laughs) Did you see how the earring came off, went back on, came back off? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very clever camera trickery. (laughs) (laughs) Pat's actually got like... um, a magic power that whenever she's de-earringed, another one always appears. Oh, I think that that would be a total pat thing. Yeah, that's or, her secret power. little more just pops it back on. <laughs> there you go, Mrs. Evans <laughs> slash Mrs. Butcher. <laughs> I was all in it is was, but now I found it. It's on the floor, <laughs> Mrs. Evans. <laughs> <laughs> It was and actually in my like, back pocket, Mrs. Evans. It was actually in my back pocket, Mrs. Evans. <laughs> Sorry, forgot the accent there. <laughs> I have a theory that actually Peggy didn't slap that earring off. A little more being a street urchin that she is. Stole it. <laughs> yeah. Just like a pickpocket, one of those like legendary ones. And when she leaves when she leaves to go and do scroll duty, yeah. it'll be in there and she'll go, Mrs. Evans. Slash Mrs. Butcher, I stole your earring. I'm going to give it back now because I'm scared of Mr. Butcher. (laughs) (laughs) So then Peggy does our favourite line, doesn't she, Emma? Yep. Hope you all enjoyed the fireworks. Good Good night. night. Oh, that line is legendary, isn't it? I mean, it ends our podcast. It's in our jingle. Frank is in our jingle. Yes. This is just the best. This episode is our episode. Like, I'm sorry, it is. It's like, I feel like EastEnders put this up just for us, really. 
It does I feel, feel like, like that. that that's yeah. what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that he sent us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's just to ease us back in because <laughs> yes. we know what we're getting when we come back. So yes. they're just sweetening God, us Emma. up. They're sweetening Don't us say. up. I Don't say. Don't hurt yourself, Emma. I won't say the words. Don't you worry. We Let's are going to have to say them in two weeks' time, unfortunately. Yes. We'll almost choke when we say them. But Probably we'll be say them. slightly sick in the mouth as well. Yeah, probably. But don't worry, our stace is back. That's true. That's one crown and glory we get. <sighs> Things are going to return back to normality. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, the new normal, I suppose. <laughs> back to the fireworks for now. We can't can't linger on linger on the future Emma we have to stick to the past in this episode so I was slightly heartbroken at this point because I noticed when Frank was speaking to Roy he really meant what he was saying I know he said that these words were Pat's yeah but we know deep deep down these were from Frank he says that Pat loved Roy more than she did him and she wanted to stay because of Roy. And we know, we know Frank was meant him. all of that. Yeah. That act, that suitcase was actually Roy's. The I love Alicante suitcase was Roy's. <laughs> the second honeymoon was his as well. Pat was just covering. <laughs> I mean, that's believable. Yeah. Pat never I'll... said the words, this is my suitcase. I love Roy's, like face as well in this this moment and like it's like mannerisms because he just goes go home barry <laughs> leave this to me and then like it was almost like robotic and then barry like runs off like a little boy back home <laughs> and can then... i just give a shout out as well can i just give a shout out in, in this scene yeah that, like i think it was from here it might be a bit further along um <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed throughout the bits in the pub where it was Pat and Roy. Yeah. Just want to say it before I forget. Um, <laughs> our bonfire version of Frank was sat yeah. there with a pint, enjoying <laughs> the whole commotion. Just enjoying the scenery. <laughs> Just enjoying his time. <laughs> well, is it Frank or is it that bloke from Turpin Road? Because it could be that bloke from Turpin Road. I'm not convinced that's Frank. <laughs> um, I loved it because Frank wasn't concerned about Pat or Peggy. The first words out of Frank's <laughs> mouth is, Say something, man! To Roy. To I Roy. That says it all. Exactly. To Roy. To, to Roy, Roy, guys. We were right, Emma. We were right. We wanted something. Hashtag... Fry hashtag rank. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's the that's the truth of EastEnders. <laughs> that that's actually the real meaning of all of EastEnders. It's just <laughs> Roy and Frank were meant to be together. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't turn up to the funeral, but that was because he was just too heartbroken. He was heartbroken. Couldn't couldn't, couldn't. face it. Couldn't face it. Love of his life died. Love of his life. You'd always love Roy. <laughs> Could never stop himself loving Roy. <laughs> I would have loved that to have been in the letter instead of Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Roy needs all the details. He needs to know. 
how many times and where? <laughs> he wants to know. Oh. He really, really wants to know, though. Is it more than what he does with Frank? Is it in a yeah. better place? I don't know. <laughs> he just wants to hear all about Frank. He wants to hear about all the different Frank moments. He was so heartbroken when she said hundreds of times. I mean, I love that bit because that's a bit of a weird situation. It's just it? like, I, mean, I know. Like, hundreds I wa- of times. I want to save my marriage. I, I want to keep you. I want to keep you. Please stay with me. But I slept with him hundreds of times. I loved it because I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Such an exaggeration. We counted, guys. We counted and you didn't. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Roy's crying. Roy's crying. Um, Frank then decides to leave them because, you know, they need a talk. They need a talk. You know, he played no part in this. This isn't his no, fault he has this, to go. This is all Frank the guy's fault. It was actually him who was having the affair. <laughs> Don't worry. He stayed. He stayed and had his pint and joined in. So, you know. Yeah, see. Um, so, that mulled wine that everyone was talking about. Yep. All right, guys. Someone's finally had a glass of it. Yay! I just love it because Frank, the first thing he does is he goes upstairs, pours himself a glass of mulled wine, but he doesn't, also he doesn't cook it. Like, you know how you meant like boiled or yeah. like mulled wine, hence it being mulled? Like, he doesn't do that. He just pours it into a glass and starts drinking. You know, when people drink vodka straight and don't like put anything in it. That's, That's it. Frank does that with mulled wine. Frank does that. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, That's he's like, thing. I don't need to do that extra part. I'm just going <laughs> to have it like this. I'm hardcore me. Boiling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though because Phil says that Frank can't stay in his. He's like, if you think you're keeping it mine, you know, <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> Phil, could I could I stay at yours, please? Like that would be hilarious. Why the way do that Phil was story? like, yeah, he might ask me. Hmm, no. Yeah. <laughs> Frank's like, uh, I was never going to stay with you. You take really long baths. I don't wash at all. Then we creep downstairs. <laughs> creep downstairs. As if that's not weird enough. The the whole conversation with Phil. Creep downstairs to. Pat basically helping herself to drink. She's poured herself and Roy a, a glass of something. Um, I suspect she hasn't paid for it. Um, <laughs> sits down. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not bad enough to be having an affair with Peggy's husband. She's now stealing her drink as well. <laughs> like, could have put her out of business. <laughs> that was a plan all along. Yeah, that's the secret. She didn't want Frank. She just wanted to ruin Peggy's business. <laughs> They're having a drink, aren't they, Matt? They're they talking are. things straight. And why did Pat cheat? Because she's 57 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and we want an excuse. Imagine that would be like us. So I went and done this because I'm 27. Do you know where I'm at? I've cheated because I'm 27. <laughs> And 27 was always other people. It wasn't me. I mean, 57 is an excuse to cheat. I love that. 
Like, what is that? You know when you get, like, all the people on, like, Jeremy Kyle and things like that, where they all had different excuses for why they cheated? Well, she smelt like ham and, you know, I had a drinking problem. Or there was the, they, he ate my hamster. Yeah, the, there's always some sort of excuse. Pat says, well, I'm 57. <laughs> I love it, though. It's like, think on your feet, Pat, think on your feet, because I'm 57. Yeah. <laughs> That explains it all. That number's cursed. She's got all random randomizer and she's like, right, what can I have? What can I have? Oh, it's gone past uh, 57. She could have blamed it on the drink. She could have blamed it on, you know, the money. She could have blamed it on Alicante. Nope, she blames it on her age. I love it. I love it. She doesn't even blame Frank. She says, no, it's because I'm 57. 57. 57 is other people. 57 yeah. is not her. Then I, there was this lovely sweet moment. Did you like the sweet moment? Because I'm I'm a sucker for Pat and Frank. And I know that Roy and like Peggy's lives are destroyed right now. But like, I'm I know. a sucker for this moment. I get it. Because Which... Pat and Frank are, oh, they're, they're the main couple, aren't they? The main couple. They're like meant to be together. As much as we love Peggy, like it is Pat and Frank. It is. And she even says herself, with Frank, she was always 16. And I was just like, oh, that's like real love. I'm like turning a little more. Well, it's like, it's romance. <laughs> they were in love. <laughs> and then Roy, like, goes, everything had the smell of Frank. Ooh. Everything had the smell of Frank. I was like, that's why I moved into that house today. <laughs> really, really. You said it yourself, Roy. Why did you pick that house? Why didn't you move away? And then next minute you're saying about how it smelt of Frank. Well, I think we all know why then. I wouldn't why be surprised if Roy has a secret room where he just has loads of photos of Frank. <laughs> he just goes, when, when Pat's not there, he just goes around the house going... <laughs> 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 Sniffing for Frank. <laughs> oh, Frank wore that t-shirt. See, that's why we're in a where and when, Emma. That's why we're in a where and when they were together. So you go and sniff it. She could be like, oh, so Frank's beanie. <laughs> Frank's beanie, yeah. I can smell him. <laughs> Front door. <sighs> Frank's beanie, yeah. <laughs> and then, then Emma comes on to my favourite topic. A topic that Peggy's also very interested in, if, if memory serves. Peggy's also very interested in this topic. Roy asks... All those problems that they were having at the beginning of their relationship. And then Pat's like, are we talking about sex? I love the way she said it because it was like, she couldn't say it. Like when you're a kid and you don't want to say the word because it's just cringy. You're like... So when you're talking and then you go... Yeah. When you don't say it, you can't just mouth it. That's like what it was, wasn't it? She was like so embarrassed to say it. That's how embarrassing the sex must have been then, wasn't it, for her? She can't even bring herself to talk about it. She's like, no, it's not about the sex. <laughs> it's not at all about that at yeah. all. Of course it's not, Roy. <laughs> In other words, Roy was worried that it was about his impotence. <laughs> I always remember that bit where Peggy was absolutely obsessed with Roy's impotence. Kept changing was, the subject back round to that. 
She every was time, every time. Um, but don't worry, it's not about that. It's not about that. No. Let's just leave it there. Let's just get out of here. Leave it there, Roy. It's not about that. Let's go home and smell for Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so off they go. <laughs> off they go. The side door. They go out the side door, the good old side door, where everyone makes their sneaky getaways. And they overhear probably one of the greatest um, conversations. Well, while they're uh, sniffing the wall um, and... He's like, yeah, Frank's been yeah. here. Frank's been here. Been here. Smell it. Frank's came through this side entrance. <laughs> um, we then get Mo Harris, who, if anyone's unfamiliar with their history, essentially Mo and Pat are related through marriage, um, but fell out because <laughs> Mo had cheated on Pat's brother and Pat taught him. Um it's a, got a wonderful spin-off, and uh, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, it's uh, got um, Lorraine, who plays Karen in it as yeah, well. She's um, playing a young version of one of them, so yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good a good spin-off. Um, and so they've always had this tension, a tension that I've always loved, because it's always brought out some of the best lines from Big Mo. Cue this next greatest line. Sex was the only thing she was ever good at. Pat Patricia Evans, or as she was known then, Patricia Harris, was a prostitute. <laughs> that is like the best. Imagine just walking on the street and hearing some gossiping about like your dirtiest histories. Like, oh yeah, totally fine. Just talking about who was prostitutes and stuff. <laughs> but little Mo, she believes it was a romance. It was. It's such a terrible shame. And she's lost her Dickensian accent. Yep. <laughs> this tragedy has destroyed whatever <laughs> was possessing her. <laughs> the Dickensian ghost that was, you know, possessing Mo has finally been banished. No more shall he inhabit her body. Not now that Frank is leaving. <laughs> the ghost's seen everything it wanted to now and it can yes. leave her body. Yeah, like you went, ghosts have had like unfinished business yeah. sort of thing that's what it's like isn't it really the ghost had to wait until it had complete completely and properly ruined frank's life <laughs> had to wait until it had done that then it could leave yeah because that's exactly what he was meant or she he was meant to be yeah, doing she... we don't know who possessed little more but yep. that was what that ghost was brought to do yeah and it done it, it. Was. it done it it done it it's work is done the curse is broken <laughs> Little Mo is free. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should make it. I mean, you know, <laughs> Who Killed Lucy the Musical was such a success. So <laughs> just going to say that. Um, it was. I like to think that there's not many people like us, Emma. But I think I've found someone who is a bit like us. Oh, hmm. okay. In all of this, in all of this. Someone thinks very much like us. Doesn't think about the big stuff. Doesn't worry about all this drama, all the affairs and the heartbreak. This person, a.k.a. Roy, only worries about one thing, and that's redecorating that house. Because that house, those curtains, matching the wallpaper, that's wrong. That's wrong. This house needs redecorating. 
as if that's it, the first thing that came into his head when he stepped through his door was his adulterous wife. <laughs> well, I loved it. There were so many moments. It was like, so you had them sat in, when they were sat in the bar, Pat yeah. just randomly shouted to make sure that he stayed with her. Well, we'll move house, as if that's going to change anything. <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, we'll have to redecorate. She decides, ah, I know what, I'll make him stay. I'm going to make him some cheese on toast. Cheese on toast. That helps, doesn't it? A good old-fashioned cheese on toast always helps make you feel better, doesn't it? <laughs> after you've just had your heart broken, after you just found out that your loving wife has actually been cheating on you with your like business partner and uh, friend, sort of friend, um, slash lover. Uh, yeah, it's not great. No. It's not great. No. No. But cheese on toast will make everything better. <laughs> cheese on toast will make everything better. I love it because you just sit down and start watching like a TV that. And Brad told me as well. You can just hear like these animal sounds and stuff on the TV. And then like they're just having cheese on toast. The cure <laughs> so for a broken did you heart. Last night? <laughs> well, I found out she was cheating on us and then she made cheese on toast, Frank. And I was like, that's great. And then he's like, well, hurry up, Brian. We better get changed because I don't want back going back and find out that I'm still here with you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and well, actually, I think before they watched the TV, they might have mm. went round sniffing for Frank. Um, yes, that's why Roy wants to redecorate and leave that house. It's not because it's not because Pat and Frank is everywhere. It's because everything reminds him of Frank. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he wants an upgrade. He wants to go to the Vic, where it is really smelling of Frank right now. Yeah, he just goes <laughs> just goes to the bar, and goes, sniffs the whole bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh he goes to peggy peggy we should really get married now since they don't cheat on me and peggy's like maybe you're right roy maybe it's time and he's like they'll just realize it's because she smells of frank <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's just hugging her sniffing her hair and she's like oh, it's a new perfume i've got on yeah it smells lovely it smells of frank <laughs> I mean, Roy is so relaxed. He's found out his wife's been cheating on, yeah, cheating on him. Very chill. <laughs> having his cheese on toast, kicking back, relaxing. Barry's livid. I mean, uh, yeah, how would Barry's... Pat? How would Pat do that to him? <laughs> we know what he really felt, and he yes. is not. He's not happy. He's, he's like, no, you're not taking her back. You're not taking her back. <laughs> and then, <She's> mine. <laughs> Roy has been possessed. Bye, Barry here. And he's like, yeah. right, no more lies. No more lies. No more lies. Hate I hate lies. your earrings. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't know if we need to stop there. And also, that's not your choice. Although, we had a bit of a moment earlier, didn't we? I had to take my earrings out before we started recording. I mean, I have to be honest, Emma. Um, if we're going to stop being honest, yeah. <sighs> I just hate those earrings. <laughs> I think they're cheap and vulgar, and I don't think you should wear them. Or oh, it's just I because mean, the headphones needed to go off. But okay, that's a bit rude. I'll not wear them again. <laughs> can I just say, what era was this written in? I feel like it's like 1920. <laughs> don't show your shins, Pat. It's cheap and it's vulgar. I'm like, she's wearing earrings. Who are you to tell her she can't? Exactly. It's not his business what earrings she wears. Or She's always wore those kind of earrings and he still married her and loved her. So why is he suddenly picking on them now? Exactly. Go back to the Vic, don't we, Emma? Oh, well, 
I love how, I mean, we've just had cheese on toast and moving house or redecorating. To Frank think, and when he says to Peggy, well, I still think you're a wonderful woman, would be enough. Yeah. <laughs> I love because like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Janine walks in absolutely gutted. Gutted she's missed all the drama. Gutted, absolutely gutted. Do you know what I love about Janine? She's on Peggy's side from, like, the get-go. <laughs> she comes in, she's like, you know, um, well, you've always done this and stuff like that. Like, it's all right. You're just going to leave me and Peggy here. And, like, I just love her. She doesn't She doesn't give him even an inch of sympathy at all. And that's, that's why we love Janine. That's why we love Janine. Back to hashtag rank hashtag Fry because, well, Barry's give Roy the suitcase and he <laughs> opens it up. He sees all the outfits. He holds them up. He wonders if this is what Frank likes. But one particular moment really stood out for me and it was the massage aisles because he just, he just, he just knew. He just knew. This is what Frank likes, isn't it? Well, we would this is know. What turns him on. This is what turns him on. Oh, you would know, wouldn't you? <laughs> He's like, I was going to use this massage oil. It just throws it at her. <laughs> I love it because Pat's response to try and protect herself and be like, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. It was. I'm 57. <laughs> well, I always needed a 90. A 90. That's flipping the most sexiest red lingerie I've ever seen. Like Pat's excuses are just everything. I'm fifty-seven. Just perfect. Fifty-seven. I, I just need, need a ninety. 90. I need a ninety. Yeah, you see, Emma. Sometimes when I really oh, need and new clothes, my trip was cancelled last minute. Yeah, yeah. See, all the greatest excuses come from Pat. Yeah. You know, sometimes I went when I need new pajamas. Um, when they're wearing a bit thin, I don't go to Primark. I don't go to Asda. I don't shop it next. Where oh, I go, I know where you. Anne Summers. No, do you not go to? Have you not? Anne Summers. I mean, come on. Have you not heard of Second Honeymoon? Oh, do they do good pajamas today? Second Honeymoon's where it's at. Ah, oh, uh, yeah. My, my pop brand there. Wouldn't have to have got any stockings and some massage oil. Well, I hear that if you buy a nightie, you get some massage oil free. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go and have well, a look. Are like proper nighties or they like lingerie? I would say they're lingerie, but Patricia told me it's just an ID. See, I, I completely believe that as well. I think that's a perfectly reasonable excuse, Patricia. I think uh, <laughs> when when I need clothes like that, I, when I need stuff, I just go and you know get the most skimpiest things ever. <laughs> well, Frank needs an excuse to go and see Roy. He drops off Pat's gloves as Pat's thrown out in the rain. Oh, it was horrific, isn't it? He's I like, don't like You're it. A I'm like, well, listen, love. You literally ran your business into the ground because your son was an idiot and gave loads of cash to some flipping random woman who he was dating. So don't even come at Pat. No. Nope. People at glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And let's not <laughs> even get down that road, you know, Roy, where you're off flipping, having your way with Frank. I mean, he also tried to run her over. Oh, we're forgetting yeah, that. I think he's Attempted forgetting that. Murder. Yeah. I, I love how uh, hypocritical. Hypocrites. Hypocrites. <laughs> Hypocrites. A lot of them. Barry stood there like, but I wouldn't blimmin' melt. He's oh, done more flipping crime and stuff than Pat. Oh, 
And it's pouring down with rain and just sat there. Oh, it was awful. She's 57. 57. She shouldn't be out in that rain. We know what happens when she's 57. We know what happens. Bad things. So, Roy starts drinking. I feel like that's what everyone does on these centers whenever like they have an affair. It's always like, right, pass the bottle. And like you said, Frank comes around to deliver some, uh, some gloves. But Roy, he's furious. Not because Frank's brought Pat. He's come looking for Pat. No. Because they're not. They're not Roy's gloves. So he punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then, as it all starts to come to its climax, to its close, Pat's left sitting in the rain, crying. Frank cries out into the night, Pat! I love ya! But Pat can't even bring herself, can she? I'm at the speaker's words. And when she finally does, it's too late. He's drove off oh. past Robbie, who's decided to set, set a fire. Oh, yeah, that was weird. That but was weird. I'm so sad. I was like, oh, no, Pat, no! Frank, stop the car! <laughs> and so Pat's just left in the rain, crying out, Frank! I don't know the tune to match game, so it's this. <laughs> I'm just dancing here. <laughs> That's right, guys. It's match game. But unlike the last time where we did a match game inspired by Redwater, this one is match game, the iconic EastEnders edition. Ooh. Ooh. So, because we are cheap here at A20, we aren't going to be dressing up and impersonating celebrities like they do on RuPaul. No. No, it's just going to be me and Emma, and we've got to try and match our answers to each question. So, question one. Roy hates Pat's earrings, Emma. But what, or maybe should I say who, does he love? Frank. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> So, what is the correct response to being exposed as an adulterous father on Christmas Day? It's just a joke, Tan. Yes! <laughs> Pat's so tired of men driving her up the wall. She's decided to go out with blokes who don't what? Don't try to run her over. <laughs> correct! <laughs> Sylvie's so old-fashioned <laughs> that she doesn't really like going abroad these days. But where does she go for her old-fashioned British staycation? A caravan with Aunt Babe. <laughs> Correct! Where else would you go but a baby farm ran by your sister? <laughs> what do you call, or should I say, what would Stain call a rainy day? Oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Oh, never mind. It's all right, Emma. Because it was a pig of a day. Oh, pig of a day. <laughs> That's the one. 
I was wanting to say it's raining cats and dogs because it was animals, but (laughs) I knew knew it was wrong, but I was like, it's definitely an animal-related thing. Something animal. Cow, sheep. (laughs) It's a sheep of a day. (laughs) It's a sheep of a day. (laughs) Wool was just coming down. So why is it that Amira would make Saeed happy? She would look lovely in the photos. (laughs) Correct. Well, just look at her. (laughs) As Masood said. (laughs) If you wanted to learn all the secrets to Dan and Angie's marriage, Emma, what profession would you have to take up? It would have to be window cleaning, but not just on the outside of the windows, the inside. <laughs> That's a definite double point there. That has to, that has to be a double point for the outside and inside. <laughs> so next one. Sharon just can't keep her eyes off Phil. But what happens if they look at each other, Emma? They have to rip each other's clothes off. Yes! <laughs> Ah, but they start ripping each other's clothes off, so definite match there. <laughs> Who's the one person, Emma, that Michelle and most of the square is hoping. afraid of? I was so hoping. I was like, please, please, Grantzilla's in here. <laughs> Grantzilla. Correct. <laughs> so, final question, Emma. Cindy is so anxious. So anxious that she confesses to almost every crime. But who did she accuse of Lucy's murder? Denise. Correct! Oh, well done, Emma! So, although you didn't get pick of the day, I'm no. gonna, I've bumped up that point because of the window cleaning inside and out. So that means you win all the prizes again. Yay! That means you get... Pat's decorating crew who will come out and make sure your curtains match the wallpaper. Oh my god, that's amazing. Then, to top that, you'll get Sylvie's mother coming <gasps> over to tell you you could be a star. Oh, I could cry. And if that's not good enough for Emma, you've also won tickets to the premiere of Grandzilla 2 <gasps> Revenge of Psycho Phil. Will Michelle be scared? Uh, I imagine she will be. Yes, it's it's rated Michelle for for that reason. Oh, so, you it's going to be a good one. Win. <laughs> and the final prize, the final I prize. Can't believe there's more. They're already too good. For all the all the points, you win a front row seat to Peggy's fireworks show. <gasps> oh wow! Join us next time on the match game. So that was our last classic EastEnders roundup. We are back next week with our final Redwater roundup, which we're very sad about because we love Redwater dearly. Oh God, it's over, Emma. It's over. And then. Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I really miss red water. (laughs) Yes, and then, obviously, Stenders is back on the 7th of September, so the week after, we'll be back doing 
normal EastEnders roundups. We will be back to the traditional. Just sat at home and not with each other still. Yeah, we're still we're still maintaining our distance. <laughs> that bit's not going to change, sadly. So yeah. it's not too normal, but uh, yeah, and I can't wait for you to hear some of the features we've got planned. Oh, we've got some good ones. <laughs> and that's all we're going to tell you for now. This week's episode is sponsored by Little Mo. If you need your shoes shining, or maybe a letter delivered, or perhaps you want the whole of your life to be properly ruined, then call Dickensie and Little Mo. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.